0: Welcome to the Life is Better With You Here podcast with Dr. Childs. Here, we want to help. And where there's help, there's hope. A short disclaimer, this podcast is not a replacement for therapy. If you feel you need treatment, we strongly suggest you visit your physician or go to withyouhere.org therapist for assistance finding a mental health provider. Our topic for today is grief. Now here's our host, Dr. Childs.
1: Hi, and welcome to Life is Better With You Here podcast. I am your host, Dr. Shivana Childs, and I am glad you're here because life is better with you here. Today, our topic is going to be on grief and how we can cope with it. However, as usual, before we start, we're going to ground ourselves with a mindful minute. So relax yourself, find a good position, close your eyes if you're ready, if you choose to, When we are deeply relaxed, we are generally more open to ourselves as we really are without pretenses. In this state, we increase the potential for self-awareness and self-understanding. To begin this exercise, slowly and gently tap with your finger on any surface around you. Listen to this sound and let it rest in your memory for now. Stop tapping, close your eyes and make yourself comfortable. As you close your eyes, let any tension in your body drain out like water draining out of a basin. Picture your body clear and empty with great depth and tranquility. Similar to the gentle tapping sound your finger made is the universal sound of water, of waves lapping against the dock, or waves lapping on a sandy beach, or waves lapping against the side of the boat. Water is an element and sound that soothes, heals, and relaxes. Let the sound of lapping waves relax you deeply and completely. Allow your thoughts to drift until they settle into a slow, gentle sound of waves. You are resting comfortably in the bow of a sturdy boat on a lake, you are becoming more and more relaxed As you rest your back against the boat's gently curved hook, as the breeze picks up, the rhythm changes. Waves begin to wrap the boat gently, and you can hear the water splash against the bow. Your boat is moving steadily forward with the waves. You hear the soft rhythm lapping of the waves. Gentle rolling and lulling sounds bring you into a state of deep, pleasant relaxation. As you continue to listen to the sound of the water, allow the motion of the waves to bring you gently back to your government environment. When you have completely returned from your sailing journey, you will be awake and refreshed. Return now to present time, awake, and refreshed. Hopefully, you all are feeling fresh. Your tension is a little less, and we can begin on our journey to discuss grief today. As we talk about grief, we want you to think about people that you've lost. How that felt to lose that person, and knowing that grief is normal, it's natural, and rarely. Is it easy? And rarely does it have structure. It's the anguish we feel when we know we will never see that person again, not in this physical realm. Depending on your beliefs, you can believe that spiritually they are with us. We can sense them. We can feel them around us. But physically, we cannot see them again. And it can feel like somebody turned a light on in your life. The world is just a little bit dimmer without them here. Sometimes it's a pain that you cannot explain to anybody else. There aren't any words for it. And it just hurts so deeply. That again, there just aren't words. And we can feel very, very alone in that pain. It's also a realization that life cannot go back to the way it was. Things change when we lose people. Things change when we lose jobs. Things change when we lose, and that's what grief does. It changes us. And it takes us through multiple changes and stages. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about various ways that grief can affect us, and understanding that grief isn't necessarily just the loss of a person. Other examples of grief is miscarriage, for those who had a miscarriage, it's a great begin that you can't explain to another person. And even if they have been through it, your experience with a miscarriage is much different from anybody else's. It is yours. It belongs to you. Nobody can understand and know that pain of the loss to a miscarriage. Different stages of loss at different stages of a miscarriage is very painful. So that's a loss. The loss of a significant relationship, whether it's a friendship, a divorce, a romantic relationship, or a family tie. Sometimes we fall out with family members and it's not reconciled. People are holding on to grudges. You know, one person may want to make up and the other person may not. I always remind people in any relationship, it takes two people. One person can't destroy a relationship and one person can't fix a relationship. So if the other person isn't willing to mend it, you can't fix that by yourself. So if they're not willing, then you've lost a relationship and we can grieve that as well. So grief isn't necessarily about the loss of life. It can be a loss of the way we used to live our life. It can be a loss of a person in our life that is not necessarily to death. They may have left. They may have divorced. They may have left a relationship. Those are ways that we can lose people that are other than through death. We can lose through the loss of a job or a title in a job, our position in a job, our income, That the loss of that income and how it abhors us to live our life. And if you've never lost a job, You've been blessed. But if you've lost a job, you know how that can impact your household because you start to wonder, how will I do this? How will I take care of my home? How will I take care of my family? How will I pay my bills? And that's stressful. It's anxiety provoking. It's frustrating. And it leads to depression. Because now you have to adjust to this new way of being. People who have been laid off. Now we'll talk about how COVID impacted us in a lot of these ways, because that's a different kind of grief that we hadn't had to experience before. So with that grief, we've learned some new lessons. Terminal diagnosis. When we hear cancer, we want any other type of terminal diagnosis, though we are not gone or the person is not gone physically, we know that the terminal diagnosis means that they soon might be. And so, not only are we dealing with the loss that may come, but they are dealing with the loss of the ability to enjoy their life fully. We're the ones with the terminal diagnosis, our loss of independence, our loss of living the life that we thought we should have had, the loss of a future, but we're still here. So again, there's numerous ways that we can experience grief that don't include death. The loss of a pet. For many of us that are are fur, we have fur babies and we're pet people. You know, people with pets live longer. So that's the thing for some of us. For some of us, our pets are our lives. They're our therapists. They keep the best secrets. We love them dearly. And so to lose a pet can be our everything. So that's a form of grief as well. So, when we talk about grief, COVID put a whole different spin on grief. It let us know that it's not necessarily about death. Um, When we did lose somebody to COVID, and COVID brought up that point that COVID could take people from us with our health disparities, with our health conditions, and we got COVID and we lost people to COVID, we couldn't even grieve and be with them the way that we were normally. Would be with somebody who was passing. You couldn't just go to the hospital as a family and gather. It's only one person at a time if they even allowed you in. So imagine you had a family, of 15, 16 people. And you wanted to visit grandma or you wanted to visit grandpa or auntie or uncle. And only one person could go at a time. But you got 16 families. It's hard for people or people who couldn't make it in because flights were canceled, or they couldn't travel, or COVID was impacting their health. These are issues we hadn't had to deal with before. COVID changed all of that. We were social distancing, so funerals oftentimes couldn't happen. We couldn't have repasses. We couldn't have wakes. Traditional ways of grieving our losses were taken from us. But with human resiliency, we learned to pivot. We did online. We did Zoom. You no, know, we did a lot of things to try to bring people together. But again, it just wasn't the same. So that brought grief to a whole new level for us, because not only were we grieving the loss of our loved one, we're also grieving the loss of how we were able to grieve them. So we were grieving grief. So it became very, very complicated. Okay. And again, with COVID, not only was it the loss of our loved ones, it was the loss of jobs. For those of us that were essential workers that had to go in, we lost our ability to choose. We couldn't work from home. We had to go in. We were essential and being essential meant putting ourselves at risk. We put ourselves at risk. Most of us couldn't isolate. We live in homes that had three generations Mm. in—grandmas, us, our kids. So we're putting those people at risk. The guilt and grief that went along with that—that we had to deal with, because we had to deal with, because we had bills to pay. We didn't have the luxury of staying at home. And so, if somebody got sick because of COVID, possibly because we were essential workers there's guilt in that, missing special events, not being able to go to our religious institutions, not being able to fellowship, not being able to go to graduations, weddings, vacations, all the things that we count as self-care, not being able to indulge in those because we had to isolate and only go from work to home. It did a lot to our psyche. It tapped a lot into our depression, our anxiety. Depression and anxiety was at its all-time height. And we had to learn to deal with that. Drastic changes to our routine, how we bring comfort to ourselves, all of that was taken away. And again, we had guilt over that and grieving our losses. And they seemed unimportant at the time. But at the whole adage, you never miss your water to your weldman's dry, our world well was depleted when COVID. We missed a whole lot of things that we would take for granted. And so there was depression, more was anxiety, and we grieved the loss of life the way we used to live it. But again, with human resiliency, which we have in abundance, and COVID showed us we are resilient people. We learned how to pivot. We learned had agreed, we learned how to turn 2020 into something that we could do, something that we could use to grieve appropriately. We reached out, we Zoomed, we did telehealth, we did a number of things. We had funerals online, we live streamed, we allowed people to express their grief over telehealth, over the community, over Zoom. We did those things and it brought a lot of relief. We had group support online, we had support groups, we had therapy online, we did a lot of things. And so we helped people go through the stages of grief. When we talk about the stages of grief, initially there were five stages, but as we've learned, grief is messy and people, we're human beings. So guess what? We evolved, we're messy. There's no one answer to a human being. There just isn't. We're all individual. We're all unique. We all have our unique needs. What fits one person does not fit all people. And my grief is not the same as your grief. And it's not the same as the person's grief sitting next to you. So I remind us to be gentle with one another. And when you're in your grief, not allow anybody to rush you through it. And not even allow yourself to rush you through it. This is not a race. And if it was, this would be a marathon, not a sprint. We want you to be able to grieve in the way that makes sense for you. And sometimes it may not even make sense to you. Grief is a thing that one day you feel like, you know what? I got this. I'm okay. I can make the next moment, the next minute, the next day. It feels like a tidal wave came and knocked. You can't stand up because you're too weak. The grief is overwhelming. The such and such is gone. My job is gone. My life has changed. Whatever it is, has changed. And at that moment, you can't catch your breath. Yeah. That is how grief works. You just don't know when it's going to hit you. So let's talk about the stages. See if this resonates with any time you've ever experienced grief. If you know that you've experienced it, because sometimes it can feel numbing and we may not even know grief is what we've experienced. So again, like I said, initially there were five stages. um, We have expanded it or the community, research community has expanded it to seven. So initially there's shock. Which I could understand if someone, even if we know they're, you know, even if we know they're elderly, you know, we all can't live forever. But you know what? I want my parents to live forever. I want us all to die at the age of 93. We're never all going to be 93 together. If me and my parents could be 93 together, that would be a miracle. But secretly, that's what I want. Because guess what? I'm not ready. I'll never be ready for that. So when it does come, we're not ready. You're in shock. And it's kind of like just going through the motions because this isn't really happening. So we're just going to do what I need to do. I'm going to plan this funeral. I'm going to get everything together. I'm going to call the family and let them know. And I'm saying it, doing it, but that it hasn't settled in yet. So I'll just keep on going. I'll get, because this stuff needs to be done. I'm a responsible person. I handle everything, you know. And if you're the person in charge, shock is here. It's easier this way. If I just keep doing this stuff, I'll just, I'll do it. I'll do it with this later. You can feel very numb and you just keep going. Um, you just kind of go through the motions because you're not really fully experiencing it. It's just too much to deal with. Then we have denial. Denial can be our favorite. Um, it's a safe place and not a safe place. Because a part of your mind is like, Something happened. What happened to me? Like, this just doesn't seem real. I know I was told. I know the coroner called. I know, you know, they asked me, you know, what do I prefer? Right? I know i went to the funeral home, but is this really me? Um, and during this time, you're not really yourself. You're forgetful. There could be sleeplessness. You're not sleeping. You're not eating. There's lack like of motivation concentration is All of these are the signs and symptoms of depression that come with grief. Um, you want to know how it happened. Even if you know they were sick, like, how did this happen? Like, why is this happening to us? Like, this person is not supposed to be gone. Like, I'm not really sure. I'm going to call the back and make sure they have the right person's here. Make sure the name matches. Like, are you sure it's John Smith? John R. Smith, social security number. Da-da-da-da-da. Are you sure it's my body? Because I, I just talked to him yesterday. I'm mean, like, are you really sure? And if we're serious. We really want him to you know, make sure this. are sure. And after that denial resolved, we're angry. We're mad. How could this be happening? Why is this happening? How could I lose a loved one? Why is this being allowed to happen? Why them? Why me? Why did our family have to go through this? Why did I have to have a miscarriage? Why did I have to lose a job? Why did this relationship have to end? What did I do? What's going on? And then we get ashamed of our anger because oftentimes, especially with death, or loss to death, and be angry at God. And we're told you're not supposed to be mad at God. And it feels like a sin to be mad at God. What I always have to remind people is as a believer, I'm a believer. I have to remember God thought about me, made me, knew me before he created any. So can I really be a surprise to God? Let me know when you think you can surprise God. So if I'm not a surprise, God already knows what I'm thinking feel feeling, what I'm going to say and do. God already knows I'm a human being. In human flesh. So I feel. I get angry. I get upset. I'm in denial. I'm in shock. I have lost. And I want to know why. And I'm angry. And I know God is my keeper. I know God keeps me. Whatever you feel about your high power. Know what you know about your higher, And know that anger is part of the process try not to feel guilty about that. Reach out to somebody who understands, who doesn't temper your feelings. There's nothing wrong with thoughts and feelings of anger. Problem only comes when you act out and it's impacting somebody else. Thoughts and feelings, nothing wrong with that. Acts becomes problem. So, totally normal to be angry. We lost something. Yeah, we're mad. But we can be mad if we lose our keys. Please tell me you can't be mad when you lose our keys. So, after we get mad, and we want to bargain, and we think about, what if I would have just gave them the money to pay such and such? Maybe they wouldn't have been under so much stress, and they wouldn't have had it. What if I just would have said, I'm sorry? Would they not have? What if I would have eaten a healthier diet? Would I not have? What if? What if? What if? All the woulda, coulda, shoulda start to come in. Think about all the things we woulda, coulda, shoulda done that may or may not have changed the situation. The reality of it is, there's so many other variables that come into play that have nothing to do with what we woulda, coulda, shoulda done. It is what it is. The what ifs, the woulda, coulda, us. they deplete us. They make us more anxious. They make us more depressed. They take us to a place we don't really need. But that is the bargain. If I do this, will you please? I would give anything if they would. And this includes death. If I could go back and change the hands of time, if I could go back to the day they had the heart attack, I would do blah, but- <laughs> blah, 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 Or a split moment, we really think that could happen. We are really ready to bargain with our higher tongue. Change that. Because that's how bad, And it hurts to be there, but we do it in flesh. Human beings, we want it. Depression stage, the grief is so overwhelming. It leads to depression, isolation. We don't want to be bothered. Again, it feels like the light has been turned out in your life. you don't want to talk to anybody, there aren't any words for how you feel. They may not understand. You don't care if they do or not. You start to care less about other people, about other things. We want to be alone. Feelings of dread. Um, We long to be with them. And that can lead to some thoughts of suicide, which again, could be normal. We don't want you to be in that space again. We have qualified therapists to help through that, through all these stages. This life is still better with you here, even when others are gone. Aberrance, normal reactions. We realize again, there's help. You're not alone. Then we have acceptance and hope. Get through all those stages. We realize that we're still here. Remember, if you lost a loved one, we're their legacy. We have ways to carry them on. There are ancestors, depending on your belief system, ancestors. So we're descendants. What do descendants do? They carry on the legacy. That's your job. Carry on the legacy. My father passed away three years ago. Hardest thing I ever had to do in my life. But I'm the woman he raised me to be. And I carry on his legacy every day. Every day. I do things to honor him about So with that, we we keep the contact. We honor them. We stay social. We reach out for that human contact. We reach out to family. We share memories. We accept that, yes, they've moved on. But we are still living. We are still here. We still have things to do. We have people here that love us and want us here. We have life to live. So it's time to start reaching out to our friends and family and social beings and our churches, our synagogues, our religious institutions. And then we have the last stage of process in our grief. It is personal. Belongs to only you. You don't have to share with anybody else if you don't want to. But if you want to, please feel free to share. There's support groups. There is personal therapy. There is group therapy. There is grief counseling. But remember, this is your journey. You take it how you want to take it. Grief does not have a time limit. And for a lot of us, you will never forget the person that you lost, the situation that changed. But you can move on from it. You can't move on from it. You can't rush the process. And also know with the stages of grief that we discussed, they're fluid. So you can cycle through them again and again. You can be like, oh, I did this. You know, I did the seven seven stages and I'm great. When you're back in denial and bargaining again. Because man, today just, what if I would have Giving him that money. What if I would have said I was sorry? Wonder what would be different. We go through the stages again and again. So don't feel like you've relapsed, don't feel like you're a failure. It's part of the human process. It's part of being us. It's part of loving them. It's part of missing them. Also, let's not forget about our children. Because if we experience grief, our children experience grief. Pay attention to them. If they're sleeping more. Uh, eating habits have changed, if they're crying more, if they're acting out, let's talk to our babies. Let's give them permission to grieve and allow them to ask questions. It is not good for children to be seen and not heard. That's damaging. Let's see them and hear them and talk to them. Babies have so much to teach us if we would only listen. Maintain routines for them. Keep their routine as, as similar as possible. Allow them to express their feelings through creative ways such as arts, poems, songs. Model good self-care. They're watching you. So if you're isolating, if you're depressed, if you're not getting out of bed, if you're, they're doing the same things. So be a good role model. Practice and model calming strategies, meditation, self-care. Um, Any activities you're going to do to honor your loved ones, include them. We're going to talk about some of those things. Spending time doing joyful activities with them. Reading, coloring, cartoons, all those things that kids love, which we need to color too. There are adult coloring books. Love them the best. So get your adult coloring book. Very awesome. Again, grief lasts as long as it lasts. It just does. So don't rush it. Don't try to rush it. Be in the present moment. You know, they have the little adage for like Alcoholics Anonymous or things like that. It's the same with grief. They say one day day at a time. Sometimes it's one minute at a time. It's one moment at a time. It's whatever you need to get through the moment. And give yourself patience. Be patient with yourself. So some tips to get through. Express your grief in words. Create another outlet. Painting, drawing. Keep breathing. When times get tough, feel anxious. Breathe. Set small realistic goals for yourself. And get enough sleep. Not oversleeping. Not undersleeping. Get enough sleep. Aim for some type of movement every day. Get your body moving. Go out. Eating, Eating healthy. Balanced diet. Keep hydrated. Don't overload on carbs. Rehearse how you're gonna respond to questions and their situations. Remember, people don't always know what to say in times of grief. And they mean well, but some people say insensitive things. Oh, like you'll get over it. It'll get better. You don't, you don't know that. I might not get over it. I might not get better. It's not what you weren't here. It will get over it. Time does help. But in that time when we're going through, it's hard. So, and for those of us helping somebody grieve, it's okay to say that I don't know what to say, but I'm here for you. Tell me what you need. And they may not know. So just say, I'm here for you for whatever you need. If you need to cry, if you just need me to sit and shut up, I'll sit and shut up. Just be there. Big part in an activity to honor your loved ones. Create some memories or rituals. Get together with them, Share stories. Uh, create a memory book, blog, a website to remember them. Plant a tree in planting season. Plant a rose bush to remember them. Cook their favorite meals at the holidays. Set a spot for them that you're comfortable, knowing that everybody knows that this spot is for Uncle Jim or Aunt Mary. Or Grandma Gladys. No. Share a memory around the table. Everybody shares a memory about that person. There's so many ways to honor them. And do the things that feel good to you. Um, Connect with other people and just share those memories. Coordinate a date to recite a poem, spiritual reading or prayer within your household for that person, on their birthday, celebrate them, buy a cake for them, on the death of their, um, on the anniversary of their death, how are you going to celebrate them? Are we going to visit them at the cemetery? Or what are you going to do? There's so many ways to honor them. Because they're not here does not mean they're forgotten. And that's okay to remember them in any way that you fit, Acknowledge your feelings tell people how you feel, let yourself know how you feel, journal about it. So my challenge for you today is to find a way to honor a loved one that has passed on. Whether it's cooking their favorite meal, finding a poem, sharing a memory with other family members, and maybe sharing with other people how you want to be honored. Daily affirmation that I have for you for today's podcast is I have lost something But not everything. I am thankful for what remains. And always remember, regardless of what your mental health journey looks like, life is always better with you here. Thank you for joining us and have a beautiful day.
0: Thank you for listening. This has been the Life is Better With You Here podcast with Dr. Childs. For more episodes, you can find us on Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube, and many more. We would also like to give gratitude to our sponsors, the Ohio Suicide Prevention Foundation and Global Insight Productions, without whom we wouldn't be able to do this. For more information about our sponsors, please visit ohiospf.org and globalinsightpro.com. And for more information about us, please visit our site withyouhere.org. We look forward to seeing you next week, and if you have any suggestions for future episode topics, send us a message through the link in the description or the message button if you're using the Anchor site. Also, if you or someone you love is in crisis, please call 988 or text STEVE, S-T-E-V-E, to 741-741 for free and confidential support 24-7. And again, thank you.